Welcome to another episode of Impropod. My guest today is Ruthie Aldershaw. Hi. So I'm good friends with Saskia, Luke's little sister who was on the podcast. We went to school together and I live just down the road in South Brent, Devon Girl. So I'm going to play you a piece of music Mm -hmm. and I want you to tell me anything that makes you think of. So that's any sort of emotion, feelings, thoughts, ideas. could be as abstract or as specific as you like. I did a lot of ballet when I was younger and I did a lot of dancing. Every time I listened to music, I made up dances in my head. So I find it quite difficult when I'm listening to music not to just imagine dances and little choreographies in my mind. With that one, when I first closed my eyes, it was on a beach, but it was quite an abstract beach. And the sun was rising but spinning at the same time. And then I think my mind is a little bit chaotic. So then it just went into lots of people spinning. So tell me about the abstract beach. What do you mean by that? So almost like someone had painted it. Mm. The sun was, if you were to draw a sun, mm. like a, the yellow circle with triangular rays, just and spinning around a kid's painting. When I imagine people dancing, it's more people interacting. I'm not good at dancing, but I love spinning around and having fun with friends and dancing that. But in, in my mind, it's very fluid. <laughs> So you are for telling me some sort of story? Yeah. A story that comes to mind is when I got really lost on Dartmoor. When you're growing up and the feeling of getting lost is such a visceral thing, isn't it? I love how with Dartmoor it feels like you can go up there and be like a guest in Dartmoor's space, but it's its own presence, isn't it? It's a really beautiful, strong presence. I got really into running just after COVID when I'd been working lots. And I didn't have any running shoes at that point. I just had normal vans and I just left the house with no real plan and just ran. When I found that with running, it could just completely clear my mind. Such an amazing feeling. One day I took my dog Lyra and my sister's dog Jensen for a run up on Dartmoor. I'd run up to the dam. It was autumn time, the evenings drawing in much earlier. I saw this path and I thought, oh, it looks a little trail run. I'll I'll go down there (laughs) and started running down. And I was listening to a storybook and having a great time. And it was probably four-ish 
and I didn't have my phone on me and I had run off the track and suddenly I had no idea where I was and it was getting dark, started getting quite cold and then I couldn't find my way back and I ended up down at the bottom in a bog and there were lights at the end of the field and I just kept on thinking, oh, if I just carry on going forward, I'll get there. It's almost like Dartmoor plays tricks on you, I think. You think you're going in the right direction, but then I would be like, I'm actually getting further away. Yeah, it was quite a memorable (laughs) night. We got very wet in the bog. It got completely dark. It was a couple of hours until I did find my way back. I sort of actually trespassed, I think, (laughs) but I made it back. All right, so I'm going to break your story down into sections. First of all, you've got this sense of stress, anxiety. You've come back from work in COVID times where you were working at the hospital, weren't you? Yeah. And then the running, the determination there. And then there's this sense of, oh, that doesn't look quite right. I'm not quite sure. The descent of being lost. And then at the end, the realisation, once you've got lost. So that's the narrative points that I'm going to work on. on your story could feel a lot of the anxiety stress in the music you know when you're describing yourself being stressed you don't zone in too much but then the music it's impossible not to really zone in because it's because it's quite discordant that 
It's a sense of, it's not right. Yeah, it made me want to get up and run. And then when you were running, before you got lost, I was thinking about Chariots of Fire. Not with the, with the yeah. classic theme, the stuff that's underneath, the kind of grounding, so staying on one note kind of tone. And then I started using, I think it's triplets, trying to get into the rhythm of the running, what that kind of sounds like on the piano. And then gradually distorted the harmony a bit and then the yeah. lost theme came. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in fact, there was also the sense of amazement at our world and at Dartmoor and nature. It was a really misty, not nice weather, like you'd probably rather stay inside. Because you didn't mention that in the story, but I was imagining that when I was playing it. So you have to tell me another story then? Yeah, okay. When I was at university, in the summers, I was still working as a student midwife, so I had to stay in Northampton. I moved into this student accommodation that was right by the hospital. And I was living in a room on one of the top floors. And it was one of those rooms with the um, fob cards. So it kind of locks automatically. And I left in the room and I went out to go and have a shower. And I didn't remember to bring my towel with me. And then I realised that I had now locked myself out of my bedroom and was in, didn't have anything to wear. So I remember I picked up the bath mat and I was like, maybe this would be a good cover. And then I thought, that's not going to work. I used the toilet roll and I like wrapped and made myself literally a bodysuit of toilet roll. (laughs) And then I had to walk down all of the stairs and go down to the security and explain the situation that I've accidentally locked myself out of my bedroom and I don't have a towel, so that's why I'm currently just wearing toilet roll. <laughs> to do that, you like mummify yourself. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But it worked effectively. It was actually fine. He was really sweet. He, I think he was trying not to laugh. He definitely did have a little giggle. He lent me a jacket to wear and yeah, he was really nice. And it was just funny. It was okay. I learned a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't shower before. Okay. No, no. I...
I really like that. I thought it was good. In my head, it's very lighthearted. But I don't know if it's because I've turned it that way in my head, whereas at the time I probably was a bit freaked out. <laughs> wasn't a negative moment, maybe. Well, it wasn't positive. I'm often getting myself into embarrassing or <laughs> sticky situations, funny situations. So for, to, to be more like... Maybe I was addressing it too seriously. That little bit you did then reminded me a bit of the snowman. Mm. The dancing scene sounded a bit... Do you know what I mean? I can't... I can picture the song. Where they all go out and then they're all having like a Kaylee. Yeah. What's your relationship to improvisation? I have absolutely no musical talent at all, but I've done a lot of improvising through dance. Not for years now, but I think it's still in me to want to do it. When you first learned to dance, do you remember anything about that? I just remember being at school, not being able to concentrate. Any kind of movement and my mind clears a bit. And with dancing, I'd notice my mind would clear hmm. and time moves differently. And I guess people talk about flow states and stuff. Yeah. If I'm still, my mind is busy but frozen. Yeah. So if I was to improvise to going into this flow state. So starting with my usual state now, my mind's like, ah, and then going into the chilled state. Yeah, I liked it. The beginning bit, mm. it was good busyness, but it felt almost a bit sad. It's busy, but it's not a bad busy. It's, it's more happy chaotic. Yeah, I, was, I was trying to go for happy chaotic, but I didn't think I quite managed it. something that it's a bit incoherent but it's got this happy quality to it a night shift is an emotional roller coaster for me because i get so anxious about 
night shifts. So that before I go to work, it's a bit of anxiety. It's just a normal day because the night shifts are very busy on the maternity ward. And then about 4am, the energy levels really drop. And then after a night shift, I have this, it's a bit like a toddler. I'm so sad, so sad. And when I first started doing them, I'd cry after every night shift. And then having a moment of like, I'm just really tired. I think when there's a lot going on, your mm. brain suppresses the tiredness. Yeah. Yeah. And you're in a hospital, which I imagine is really bright lights. Yeah. 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 You can't really be chilled, sleepy vibes yeah. on the return to <laughs> I guess you're so used to all night forcing yourself to stay awake. Mm. I struggled to sleep a lot after nights. But my favourite word that I started using after doing nights and days and being all over the place, which is a horrible, I think impossible to play, is discombobulated. Isn't that a cool word? When it just feels bits of you a bit all over the place when you walk and you're like oh I think I left a little bit of my brain there <laughs> and you're kind of like I'm not sure if it's daytime or nighttime or what my name is your sense of reality has been distorted yeah it distorted but not in a Too bad, does in it, a sinister way yeah and I can imagine hospitals are like you know there's just constant stuff going on people yeah, like and emotions and people getting upset about things the times don't really mean anything because mm. night shifts are just as busy as days. It's a 24-hour thing, which I think yeah. is a weird day. Yeah. So I'm going to play a soundtrack to the discombobulation and okay, cool. read the latest hit. <laughs> <laughs> the chaos, the running around, it's night time, you're having to do stuff constantly, you're experiencing a lot of different things and then this odd tiredness. It crashes. Yeah. Okay. Energy crash. That was so good. There was a real moment of the crash. Yeah. You like kept trying to carry on when you're so tired. Yeah. Oh, could feel that. Imagine a quite fragmented mm. experience like, into the tiredness that yeah. would be at the end of the shift. Yeah. No, that was cool. I really like that. What do you think you got out of this podcast? 
Firstly, it was just really cool hearing everything translated into music. Music is really important, isn't it? You feel it in your skin. I think it also made me reflect on thinking about my mind being really busy <laughs> and the difference with the when I am moving. And Probably quite beneficial to be aware of that. You gain a sense of self-awareness yeah. by saying, oh, look, I'm, I'm chaotic today. Okay, <laughs> let's go. And then working out ways to create this sense of space. Because always I'm trying to make everything lighthearted and fun. And then that in music is so one thing. But it made me think that actually like I don't have to be super la, 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 fun all the time. You know, it made me want to connect more to that. Because mm. if you think of it as in music, yeah. you wouldn't want to just listen to like really chaotic, loud, happy yeah. sounds all the time. Yeah. And I think that you don't have to explain it because it's music. Yeah. Know? And yeah. so you can say quite a lot of stuff, which yeah. might be really hard to talk about, just by being emotively and playing in a certain way. Yeah. It's just amazing, really, because you don't have to process it in an intellectual way. I don't anyway, some people might. It yeah. explains itself. You don't have to explain it. Well, uh, thanks very much for being on the podcast. Thank you. I had a lovely time. Join us next week for another episode of Impropod. Thanks for listening.